0: I don't know why I turned him into a like a New Jersey mobster. Get out of here!
1: Yeah, see, get nah, out of here,
0: see. X-ray, nah. x read all about it. Bright caves, you look a, you look a little bit different. Yeah, it's not like you still have the beautiful lush beard. Um, you still as handsome as ever, but mm. you just um. Something looks a little bit different, like you're you have a little more power, like you a little more swagger to your step. Are you um what's going on? You look different.
1: Um, well, I've I've recently become more judgmental. Um, which Whew. I know, I know if, if if you can imagine But you got off
0: that... Twitter. You got off your personal Twitter and became more judgmental. That's not how this works. Hey. Okay. Well,
1: it I was judgmental now now that I'm off of it, I can judge people for being on it.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's well, at perfect. least having
1: a having a personal Twitter, not of course the the Bryant Me account that I use as a burner. <laughs> um, because you never know who it is that's doing the tweeting
0: uh-huh. from that
1: account. Uh-huh. Um, but no, we uh Alyssa and I are now officially uh certified uh by the Kansas City Barbecue Society. We are certified barbecue judges.
0: Mr. Caves, barbecue. Yeah. So,
1: you know, we moved back to the South. We thought, you know, what, what gets eaten a lot here? Barbecue. We love, we love barbecue. I have a, I have a smoker. I've done a little bit of smoking some meats. So Ah. I thought, you know, Hey, why not um, go places and eat barbecue and then tell people if it's good or not. And they
0: pay you to judge, right?
1: They pay me in meat. Which I, get, I, I, I get i no i'm i'm doing i'm doing it for free uh um, i love of, we get, I'm, I'm just
0: doing it for the love of the game <laughs> for the
1: love love, of the- love love of q man um <laughs> we get you know we get uh barbecue and then we can take leftovers home
0: Ooh. so so have you signed up for any uh the grill rub burn-offs or whatever you call them
1: not yet but we uh we had that we're waiting for them to get our like information updated in the system where we can but we have already scouted a few um in the area and then we'd like to try and travel for some too like not travel just for that but if it was somewhere else we wanted to go already
0: like michigan
1: yeah maybe like michigan or ohio or colorado or
0: you know uh, maybe virginia in a few months yeah maybe in virginia in a little bit you know uh, after you've got some more experience under your belt with the barbecue judging exactly
1: um you know it's it, we have to the smoked uh smoked meats um take a lot of uh you know a lot of experience you want to really know what you're doing with the uh, smoked meat yeah. meats um so but yeah we we drove uh out to the middle of nowhere uh north carolina on friday um met up with uh it was about 30 people in the class um it took place at a barbecue judging contest but uh, like at a barbecue competition but they had already they already had judges for that
0: Uh, Um, okay so you kind of shadow them like do the people at the barbecue events know that you're a judge too or you just walk around like a, a secret shopper and they're like playing close cop and you're going in there and you're just eating barbecue and judging. So
1: how it kind of works is yeah, they'll know if I'm walking around, I'll have like a badge on oh, so they'll so you know accept
0: bribes. They'll know who to give money to.
1: Well, the thing is um, the judging is all done blind. So I'll ha- mm. I'll never have any idea whose meat I'm actually eating. Oh, so okay. how it works is they'll turn it into like, we have people, you know, there's all kind of different little jobs at these type competitions The the cooks will turn it in. The there's this like super complex labeling system that they have because they really want it to be like blind, like they want us to have no idea whose food we're tasting. So then I'm sitting in like a back room, and they bring me a box that's labeled, you know, they I'll, I'll be at a table with like six people total. They'll bring in a box. It'll say, okay, this is rib entry number. 56 um, you know they'll show us the they'll open the box and show it to us we'll each take a rib take a bite mark down our our scores we, we grade on uh, appearance taste and tenderness
0: mm.
1: um, and then after we've you know written our scores down they'll bring another box so typical competition will have four meats uh, chicken uh, ribs pork, usually pulled pork, and um, beef brisket.
0: Damn. That sounds and, awful.
1: And then we'll grade, We'll each judge will grade six entries for each category.
0: So you're going to have six servings of ribs, six servings of chicken, six <laughs> servings of pulled pork, six servings of brisket.
1: Right. Now the idea, typically you're only going to take like one or two bites of each like I'm not going to eat like the whole rib typically, yeah. um, but I what I what a lot of people do is I've taken a bite of that rib, then I throw it in a Ziploc bag and I have a cooler with me.
0: Ah, oh. Ziploc
1: bag in the cooler. Dang, Boom, man! Throw a, throw a bone in there. You got a stew going, baby.
0: <sighs> Brian, This um, sounds like a net win. This yeah. sounds like there's no there's no losing in this situation minus maybe like cholesterol but outside of that like it seems like you're you're coming out in the black on this one
1: yeah um of course it's all at our expense you know if we were to travel somewhere whether or not um provide any lodging or gas or anything for us but you know the, that's part of the fun and you know, we'll, we'll go to ones within driving distance or that's somewhere that we, like I said, we already wanted to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe we'll come visit some And I'm sure they have some barbecue competitions in, in Ohio. Maybe we'll come visit Ohio for a, a barbecue competition sometime, but yeah, that's, uh, we, we went out to BFE for a class and then got to drive to our uh, favorite city of Asheville, North Carolina, one of the beer capitals, uh, of this area. So mm-hmm. Had some beers, had some barbecue, got to view some beautiful mountain scenery. Wow,
0: well that that sounds like a better day than I've had in a while. That sounds like a like a real good good uh good way to to have a uh, what was that Friday right? That was Friday. Yep. Yeah, good day to start a weekend there. Well, if you have if you're in the Bam Fam and you have a local meat festival of some sort. Um, your your guy Brian here is the one you need should be go- talking to the event organizer and say, I know a real good. Meet judge. And uh, Brian and Alyssa will be there in two shakes of a pig's tail. It, that sounds like a, that could be a quote. That could be a saying, right? I, th- I think it is. Okay. Well, let's um, that was a great way to end this. I'm really hungry, and we're going to record this on an empty stomach. Well, I am at least. So uh, maybe I need to get my judgmental license, too. (music) Welcome in to Brighton Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Hey, folks, we predicted a Red Stars and crew double victory night on Saturday, and gosh darn it we got it right. We recover both of those matches plus a little field trip to Louisville's coming up. Mm. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the Campiones Cup because sure, why not? Specifically answering the question, do you care? And then we'll go into the Washington Spirit cuz they're a mess and when we say something's a mess, that means an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> means Lord. Al- if we're saying something's a mess, their issues. Uh, we're going to share why. Uh, and then today we're going to answer some of your, your burning life questions. Some about soccer, some are not about soccer. And we're going to definitely do that because we want to fix your lives because we are a hashtag lifestyle brand. But first... Here's some lines slash headlines and a segment that I forgot the name of because I didn't have a previous episodes outline close to me. But in this nameless segment, we share scores from our favorite teams and some storylines that we won't fully dive into tonight, but we at least wanted to bring them to your attention. We just love sports so much and our episodes are already long enough. We don't need three hour, three hour episodes. Tottenham beat Reading one to zero in FA Women's Super League. Woo. Woo. And Bryant saved two hours not watching Tottenham men lose to Arsenal, three to one. So thank goodness for Alyssa's birthday. That uh, uh, that match was a gift for you, wasn't it? Missing that match.
1: It certainly was. Um, we went and got lunch, walked around the beautiful weather that we have here in town, mm. drank some beer, mm. and uh, I didn't watch Tottenham. So yeah, good uh, good day.
0: Good glad you didn't watch that one Um, since we did mention the Gunners uh, U.S. International Tobin Heath played a whopping four minutes as a sub but it was in Arsenal's five to zero slobbering slobber knocking clobbering I said slobbering it was a clobbering although maybe Man City was slobbering at the end like get me get me (sighs) off the field it was five to zero Uh, we mentioned Man City's issues a couple weeks ago um, on the women's side in our last podcast and we love that they're continuing to spiral
1: you just hate to see it
0: hate to see it lfc women won two to one that's good and then lfc men drew to the bees three to three but uh, they're at the top of the premier league so that's pretty cool i'll take a draw haven't lost a match yet this season and
1: brentford on a side note looks like they might be legit but like they're Too they're legit.
0: fun too legit. Well, Sheffield United was really legit the season they came up. And then it was that second season. Before we, before we put the, the crown on the Queen Bee, let's see what happens uh, with 30, only, 33 games left, I think.
1: There's only one Queen Bee that I recognize, sir.
0: That's true. We are a pro-Beyonce podcast. 100%. And really quick, this is not anywhere in the outline. I don't know why I waited so long. Six years. But I listened to Beyonce's Lemonade. Ooh, how did like how how did I not listen to that?
1: I I don't know. Well, it helps that I'm married to a huge fan, so you know that was like she would play that album when that album came out. She would play that every morning while she was getting ready to go to work. Um. So yeah, we we we're uh, we're Beyonce stands in my household. That's good. Um, so, That's yeah, good. we we know all the Beyonce stuff.
0: Okay. Um, last thing also, uh, next weekend, we had Naya Tapper on here on the pod uh, about a month and a half ago or so. Who knows? Time's a flat circle, right, Brian? Um, mm-hmm. Naya Tapper was on the show, Olympian, rugby, sevens, athlete. Next weekend, in, well, sorry, two weekends from now, October 9th, whatever that Saturday is on that weekend. She's going to be competing in the first ever women's uh, premier rugby sevens league in the United States. So there's a kind of upstart league. We talk about the uh, NWSL started about nine years ago. This is a league coming in at day one. So you got to check that out. I'm sure we'll talk about it too, but that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Boom. That's enough of the un- unnamed segment. Let's talk about some red stars and the cruisers.
1: Yeah, let's, man. So Red Stars, um, for those of you that didn't get to see it, had a huge dub over the weekend. Dub city. Finally broke through against the Portland Thorns, the number one team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red stars knocked them off, just knocked them off that uh, took them down a peg. Now they're mm-hmm. still in first place in the league, but the red stars went ahead and, uh, you know, knocked them down a peg just from a mental standpoint. Right. We see you Portland. Like We, we got you little, mm-hmm. uh, little two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back at you
0: <laughs> kind of deal. Like we see you over there. Ignore the last eight years of results against us. Ignore those hey. Where, uh, records are meant to be broken and tides are meant to turn.
1: That was then. That was then, baby. This, is, this now. is now.
0: Remember when uh
1: when Frank wanted to kick uh wanted Rory out? Just my
0: gosh. Yeah. I wanted to fire Rory. And I think I'm glad we kept the faith. And I'm glad we were like, no, Frank, we're not gonna do hashtag Rory out. And that's just barber being barber.
1: Mm. Frank the barber beefcake. Mm. So Christine Sinclair, she scored a just a banger
0: yeah like, you know credit where credit's due the highest goal scorer in international soccer history i'm not going to hate that she scored that goal
1: yeah like you know when you're when you're that kind of caliber of a player mm-hmm. it was an unfortunate bit of defense mm-hmm. but it was it was a tough first half either way Um, really just trying to find their form you know mm-hmm. it's the first time a lot of the players have you know they're trying to come back together off that international break you're trying to find a rhythm again but right after that Sinclair uh, right after that Sinclair goal about a minute later Mm -hmm. who comes to save the day was Mm. it Mighty Mouse? no No. it wasn't Mighty Mouse here I come to save the day Mighty Mouse
0: Uh, wears this person pajamas
1: Totes wears Kelia Watt pajamas because it Mm. was Kelia Watt who came to save the day she she scored after Thornskeeper Bella Bixby went to catch a cross but Butterfingers Mm. slipped through the gloves fell to uh Aaron Wright who found a wide open Kalia Watt who mm-hmm. slotted that thing home I mean it was a shout out by the way I thought Aaron Wright had a fantastic game
0: she she always has fantastic games yeah
1: I she really I know we're going to kind of talk about in a minute like who stood out to us and, and Watt obviously had a really good game but I was really Aaron Wright I think was pretty um essential in attack mm-hmm. for them in that game like Came away really, really happy with her, uh, with her, uh, her play.
0: Um, the fullbacks really just for Chicago. If we can pause for a second, yeah. Um, all the backs for Chicago, like you have Casey Kruger and Aaron Wright, who are the first pairing starting group to be back there. But then you also have a rookie in Taya Malazo, who's just been Fantastic. like we we saw North Carolina. She. She's a baller. <laughs> she's a baller. And then even uh, further now in the depth chart, unfortunately, is uh, Bianca St. George. Which this year, at the, the time she's been on the field, she got red cards from. She's a very physical player. She's yeah. <laughs> she's not a very you she's know. Got a, um, she's got she's
1: an not, edge. She's
0: got an edge to her. We'll call it an edge. I was good. She's not very subtle sometimes in her in her defense, uh, which is not a bad thing. Like I'm, I'm no. all for it. But just that that group of backs that you have is just is just phenomenal. So yeah, Aaron Wright. It's hard to it's hard to pick anybody over Aaron Wright and Casey Kruger. But if you had to, you have plenty of more than capable people down the depth chart. That's really yeah. gonna make this expansion draft in a couple months really difficult because I have a feeling um, Chicago is going to lose some major depth.
1: Yeah, I imagine they're gonna lose one of those. Mm-hmm. One of those. I mean and you figure I mean Tarna Davidson's still there. You still got Julie Ertz when is who according to uh according to you know management, she's probably not gonna play the rest of the season. Same with um, Nair, yeah. Same with Nair. Rory kind of said that after this game actually. Um that he'd be shocked if either of them played again this season. Nair's Nair's injury in particular looked pretty yeah, pretty devastating in the yeah in the olympics there but um so yeah they're, they're gonna lose some of that depth which is unfortunate but yeah. you know it's it's an kind of an embarrassment of riches right now at that uh kind of those those back positions but yeah aaron right because she kind of played like she started at left back obviously but we kind of i could kind of see her moving forward playing less in defense like she was mm-hmm. really instrumental in their attack
0: you kind of saw the move to Uh, a kind of three in the back with Kruger and Gordon um, back there. And gosh, who started? Was it Sharples who started alongside Gordon? Yes. I forget who the other center back, which is good when you forget who the center back is. Honestly, Portland didn't have all that great of a match. Like Sophia Smith, like she was, I actually forgot she played for a little bit Morgan Weaver didn't do much it was just outside of
1: that goal really that Sinclair had they really didn't have a ton of other opportunities
0: no they didn't it was a lot of aggression from Chicago which is something that offensively they've had that in the past like they that's always been the the crux right is oh they're really good they really get the ball forward but they just couldn't finish finish yeah uh, Saturday was was a little different huh
1: yeah I mean you had Mal Pugh also doing uh what Mal Pugh does
0: mm-hmm.
1: um just you know hit an absolute just inch perfect cross
0: oh my gosh only one I person mean, could have gotten it and that was yeah, the person I mean, who put
1: the goal Rachel Hill you know heads it in but I mean just inch perfect like you know she maybe didn't have to hold up the V for co after she did it but <laughs> you know I kind of understand <laughs> Kind of understand why, you know. She's she's just trying to send a message, like, hey,
0: you know, forget about me. I know you can start me against Paraguay, but you need to be putting me in freaking World Cup qualifiers. That's what you need to be doing, Vlatko.
1: So kind of like we said, it's uh, it was the first time Chicago had beaten the Thorns since 2013, which is just you'd think you'd luck up in there sometime and, (laughs) and knock them off,
0: right. Oh gosh. 18 but, straight matches. Yeah. Whereas either Chicago loss or a draw. 18 straight. That's, Holy crap.
1: That's that's insane. And and it's not like Chicago has been like a I mean, they haven't the one thing they haven't done is broken through and and won the cup, but they've yeah. they've been a, a top level, you know, a They're top half. Yeah. Yeah, they've <laughs> been a top half team you know since that time really and just for whatever Mm. reason portland was a was that uh in in england they caught a a bogey team like a team that you just (laughs) for whatever reason uh always struggle with yeah for tottenham it's newcastle for whatever reason we always struggle at at newcastle
0: okay okay i can see that with liverpool i can't think maybe it's a oh gosh everton
1: (laughs) yeah I mean, there's rivalry, derbies, Darbies, darbies Dar- you never know. You can toss the record, the old cliche, you can toss the records Darby, out the
0: window. Uh, but so, it, it was good, man. It was good. Like you talk about um, Pugh in the first like 20 minutes or so until the goal started getting sc- goals, garden getting scored. You, there were some rough passes. Like it was, um, it, it was tough. Like that, even that goal that came was from some errant passing Where Crystal Dunn was able to intercept something, find Sinclair, and she just you know curled it in with without issue. It it seemed like again, like there was some rust that had to knock off. Mal Pugh had some back passes that were like, where is that going? What's Mm -hmm. happening here? That eventually, as the match went on, you saw them kind of grow back into that unit. Because again, like, no offense to Paraguay, I was at the one match in Cleveland where they won nine to zero against Paraguay. No offense to Paraguay, they're not. Not, They're not the would... best side to warm up that was definitely a carly lloyd yeah. carly lloyd uh, ticker tape parade it was just hey come paraguay come on up and play i know it's also hard for the u.s women to get teams to come to america right now because every country has different levels of covid issues every country has right. travel restrictions all that kind of stuff um by the way we didn't record after that match the food at the u.s women's national team then we'll get back to the red stars match yeah it was choice it was like they had mac and cheese which mac and cheese is is my love language like anytime there's mac (laughs) mac and cheese like we have this place in columbus hot chicken takeover i get double mac and that's the first thing i eat i I have to like mac and cheese is just amazing i saw uh, a pal grant little he writes for the portland thorns uh sb nation site which i can't remember the name foot I don't know what the name of it is, Uh, but Grant, he also is an intern with the crew. I sat next to him. And then on my other side, it was Steph Yang from The Athletic. So I got to talk to her and hang out a little bit. Among
1: royalty over there. I guess,
0: right. And then I heard a familiar voice. I was sitting in the media area at Hark. What is that I hear on the announcers in in the stadium? Jordan Angeli was doing the stadium announcing. I go back to get my food. And I finally meet Jordan Angeli after speaking to her over multiple like zoom meetings and we did a podcast with her. I finally met her in person uh, so she could see all the underwhelmingness that I hide behind technology. Um, But yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. And seeing Carly Lloyd score five goals with little, with little issue, and then after the match it was kind of like salt in the wound she's like yeah i just enjoyed it for the first time in my career i wasn't like laser focused i could hear the crowd i saw the signs and everything where currently Lloyd, if you don't know she's 38 but in her pro career she has just been so like she tunes everything out she's only about the game she taught which some people would probably say to her detriment because you have this platform and she's like the game i'm i'm competitive and i win and i fight and i fight and i don't care what else is going on i'm only focusing on winning games and against paraguay she's like nah i was just listening to people chant and i was listening people are looking at signs and she just you know banged in five goals when she wasn't (laughs) laser focused but anyway i think playing paraguay was tough because you come back to portland you're playing portland and you're just the passes aren't as crisp because you didn't have to be but what were you saying
1: I was going to say, when Carly Lloyd saw the signs, uh, did they open up her eyes?
0: Yeah, she saw the signs. Um, no one's going to drag her to uh, to get rid of the light where she belongs, yeah. Yeah. She saw the sign.
1: Well, you know, her career's been demanding without understanding. That's why she's retiring.
0: Oh, gosh. oh, <laughs> um, Which
1: is the song, Little Full House for You, the song that Stephanie's band played. At the Battle of the Bands.
0: And that was at Jesse's Bar, wasn't it?
1: It was. It was, was, yeah. What was the name of the
0: bar? Ooh. Was it the Snake Pit or something like that? What was it? Oh, my gosh. Someone's
1: listening to this and is screaming at us right now. (laughs) God.
0: Um, Okay, how about you look it up? I'm going to talk to you about some things that stood out to me um, during the match. Um, I don't know if you caught this. In the third minute of the match, um, the commentator called Bella Bixby Uh, cassie miller (laughs) called her the chicago goalkeeper which it took him a couple minutes to figure that out and make his correction um honestly the commentating i don't think we
1: the snake pit was on parks and rec by the way
0: oh that was Um, (laughs) was
1: i think that was i think that was the gay bar on (laughs) on parks and rec
0: that Um, that was the snake hole lounge (laughs) that was
1: the snake hole lounge okay (laughs) never mind uh uncle jesse's club was the smash club
0: the smash club. Oh gosh. Yeah. Someone's going to be mad at us for the two minutes of torture. We put them through um, some full house aficionado. Cause that's usually our demographic, our full house aficionados. Yeah. Um, but the commentate, I don't know if we, have we talked about this on the show? Just, I think it, we've, you, we've talked about it on Twitter and we've interacted with people on Twitter, the commentating for the NWSL, now, I should, you know, be happy with what you have, I mean, sure, but with the league that keeps growing, new sponsorships, new owners, new this, new that, do that, the commentators, it seems like they come into the matches with no previous knowledge of the team. Yeah. It looks like they're looking at a stat sheet. They're throwing a lot of soccer cliches out there, and like, I... I write about the leak and even my writing now has kind of slowed down because I, was, I did so much so early on that I kind of burnt out a little bit. But even paying attention a little bit to the matches, I feel like you would have more to say than just these, you know, these cliches, these things that they just, oh, these sound like soccer things to say. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel like the commentating is really up to the level that you want. For a what you say is a professional top tier league of soccer, they
1: they deserve they deserve significantly better. Uh-huh. Um, the they've earned that. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I've I've noticed some of the same thing too. Either mispronouncing players, unfortunately, there was an issue previously with misgendering some players.
0: Yeah, um, with uh, Quinn, with O.L. Rain, they yeah. Yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I wish you could have. Okay, you have five matches a week at most on a weekend right if you have 10 people you're paying to commentate (laughs) 10 commentators which i'm sure i've heard more than 10 people yeah why like can't you hire the same comment or have one commentator is like hey hey bill you're always gonna do the nwsl kansas city matches you're always gonna be on every nwsl kansas city match and then hey hey jane you're gonna do every Portland Thorns match, every single one. And then whenever the Thorns play Kansas City, Bill and Jane, you two are going to be on the call. Can't you have one commentator that follows the team and kind of... We, you're not going to do this like baseball where everybody has a home market or the NBA where everybody has a home market. Everybody has their own announcers and they play their own games. Then every so often you have a national game where national people will do it. You have 10 teams next year. You'll have 12 teams. So God forbid you'll have to have 12 people. Oh my God. To do, you know, the two hours of commentating. I know there's plenty of prep work, but I'm just saying right now, it doesn't sound like there's plenty of prep work. It sounds like no. you have a sheet. Where do they go to college? What are their stats? What do they do internationally? What did they post on Twitter? That's the extent of the knowledge. <laughs> and it's like anytime they bring up a new player, you, you'll hear a pause. Then you'll hear him say, they have uh, the eighth best save percentage in the league. Like, what, what does that do for <laughs> did me? You just? Go, did you just go to their... It's like when you're um, doing like
1: a, a book report or something and you just copy and paste stuff from the Wikipedia
0: Let's change a couple things, so it looks like you're not cheating. You know,
1: sw- you know, you're, or, or you see a lot with journalists, unfortunately, where they'll write like a, a long article, and they've got to fill up word count, so they'll mm-hmm. start including like, you know, this is this uh, incident took place in Sweden, who is the world's seventh largest producer of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you had to have like a page amount you go in and you just make your punctuation like a, a size or two bigger <laughs> right. and then it spreads it out a little bit. Every NW so much on Paramount will start off with let's go and then it goes into a skyline picture of the closest city that you're in <laughs> a skyline picture and then it pans to them practicing and then it just goes into this uh, smattering of facts about players when I want to hear like talk about the game Talk about the tactics of the game, like I. It would be so great if they had maybe like two or three people who did a dedicated like pregame show. Like, hey, all of our Saturday matches are on at seven or eight, at six o'clock on Paramount Plus. You can watch do a nws like live or something, college like, that. like
1: a college game day or a, an NFL, whatever Sunday. I don't remember what they NFL Sunday countdown or yeah, whatever mm. it is like. Um My solution to it is just to have Jordan Angeli call every single game.
0: She needs to oh. sleep. She's doing stadium. Con- she's doing the stadium <laughs> announcing. She's doing crew <laughs> matches. She's and one one night she did do the the color commentary for an NWSL match, and then the next match she did the play by play, or it was flip flop or something like that. She's she did two matches in the same night. She's like the that.
1: freaking she's the freaking bee's knees, man. Yeah, um, uh, true true professional Jordan Angeli.
0: But they deserve better I, I I wish the commentating was better I wish they put more money into the product that you watch on TV because um, it's easy to mute it and just watch the game without without the commentary and
1: real quick on a side note we didn't put this on the outline but the the NWSL it's the players players union
0: players mm-hmm.
1: association yeah with the uh, I believe it's no more side hustles yeah. Like, please, if you're out there, I know there's only so much we can do, but if you're out there on social media, if you are at matches, please support the players in that. Like, it's, it's, it's really important. You've got these players that are professional athletes mm-hmm. that are, you know, working out full time, that are training full time. The only thing they should be concentrating on is being ready to play soccer. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all these other, all these other gigs. Like they've got, some of them still have full-time jobs. Some of them are doing, you know, side jobs to make extra money because they're not making enough money to live on mm-hmm. as professional athletes. And, you know, I know that even the MLS players, right. Like most of them aren't doing side jobs, right. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you don't see Jossie's artists out driving Uber mm-hmm. or you know whatever the case may be. So you know, this is a, this is a worker issue. Like we've got to have solidarity with, with working people of all, Mm -hmm. of all kinds. So please, you know, if you're at the matches, hold, hold a sign that said, like do something to show support Mm -hmm. for these players and make sure that you're supporting them in in this things. It's a really, really big deal. They should be they're professional athletes should be paid as such should be treated as such should have all the all the benefits that other professional athletes in this country have.
0: Yeah, and they're doing a CBA negotiations now, and you're going to probably hear a lot, although it sounds like there was some deal, but then there wasn't a deal, and it hasn't been signed, hasn't been official yet. Um, but just looking at what you're going to see from the league, it's always the same storyline, is let's find one thing that doesn't look good it's usually oh here our revenue is our revenue is down oh look at the revenue oh it's down because of covid this that the other but it would take completely away how much you're making in sponsorship how much you're making in new sponsorship how much your league has made an in influx of ownership there's a lot of money that just you make got sure you, the, you read got the, both sides read You got the sides.
1: funds to expand to new markets you just signed a really lucrative deal with nationwide yeah for instance you signed you've signed yeah, lucrative with deals Deloitte with other, and ally and like every other large i mean i'm here in charlotte one of Ally's uh home bases is here in charlotte it's a big ass building downtown Down. ally is uh not exactly hurting for money. So I I imagine they're giving the NWSL a pretty penny yeah, as a part of that sponsorship. So yeah, when you hear the NWSL um, start to cry poor and mm-hmm. say, they can't pay these players. Remember that, you know, your, your management, wherever you work is going to try is we'll try the same thing, not to pay you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And remember that, you know, working people, we all have to, we have to stick together. We have to have solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah just make like you said make sure you're you're getting information make sure you're reading both sides and s- just support the players like i'm yeah. just going to tell you that like read both sides whatever you want to do the players are going to be in the right here yeah. <laughs> against against management
0: yeah when your minimum salary is twenty two thousand dollars a year that's not great
1: yeah i'm not a professional athlete and both of us neither of us are professional athletes which is a I think that's a pretty obvious statement. Um, Don't uh,
0: sound like professional athletes, and both of us sound out of shape. (laughs)
1: Round is a shape. Um, Both of us make significantly more money than that in like Mm -hmm. normal dude jobs. So yeah, just something, just something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, Um, A great way also to support is they're doing breaking tea is doing this no more side hustle shirt where mm. money goes towards um well you're you're supporting the league. I don't know if the money goes towards anything. I'm not going to say that kind of stuff without knowing behind the scenes what it's actually going towards. But they are uh, it is endorsed by the NWSLPA and you can support them by like you know buying buying a player's jersey, buying, you know, merchandise. If you really support a team um and you're in a league that's like this where it's up and coming and it's growing and they're trying to grow like buy a scarf buy something just support your team a little bit um to it, it can, a small thing like that could go a long way if you have enough people doing it um so uh speaking of that's uh, not no good segue there uh this friday we keep with nws up before we go to the crew uh well any thoughts about the the red stars match before we move on
1: no i mean i think we've uh we've said kind of what needs to be said hopefully this is a sign of things to come like mm. you know we're there's three matches left on the season, if I remember right. Uh,
0: we've no, I think we have f- uh, four, or five matches left.
1: Oh, is that Let maybe I read sure. that wrong?
0: Um, um no, because we have a it's a 24 game season, um, and we have four more matches left. Four,
1: four, four matches. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So hopefully this is you know sign sign of things to come. Like hopefully they're they're getting uh, kind of getting a little more chemistry, getting it together, and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, this is the start of a of a really good playoff push.
0: And that would be a heck of a Cinderella store to do it without Alyssa Nair or, or Julie Ertz Indeed. on your lineup. <clears throat> um, so this Friday, I'll just do a little bit of a, a meetup with uh, f- Brian Lenoy, Columbus Canary president. Uh, Brian Lenoy and I are going to be traveling south to the great land of Kentucky and Louisville to see the mighty, mighty racing Louisville FCs play Gotham FC, Sky Blue FC, New York Rebels Bulls FC. Uh, we're going to see them play down in Louisville at Lynn Family Stadium, and we're going to meet. Uh, well, not we. I'm going to meet along with Brian. So we, if Brian was you, switch out with Brian. Anyway, it's going to be like a Brian and me, Bam, Robbie Rogers meetup. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, if he hopes for an in person apology about Junior Lewandowski. He better uh, if that's why you're coming to Louisville. You better stay wherever you're at because you're not going to get what you want, Robbie. Um, but it's going to be fun. I I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I have a Louisville scarf because I bought one when I covered a match there. Um, I'm not a Louisville supporter. Uh, we we support Chicago. <clears throat> so that's I don't the way know. If, we like it. <clears throat> that's the way we like it. Like it. I don't know if I should just wear the racing stuff just to troll Robbie though. I don't know if I should do that or if there's no way I should wear any other teams, anything. Um, So I'm going to have to have people let me know what you think about that before Friday. Um, But those are the, or the option I can just wear nothing NWSL related and just go as Joe Schmo.
1: I was going to say, if you wear nothing, you might get in some trouble. Hey, Um, I'll give you my take on it. Um, I think it's fully acceptable if you're going, uh, to wear racing Louisville gear, mm-hmm. um, you know we're, they're not playing the Red Stars. You're not like rooting now. You know the diehards um, from some other from some other sports. I know if like an English soccer fan heard us saying that they would like.
0: Oh, I right, Yeah, I will And I'd be like, "What are you saying? I don't understand what you're saying." Um, but no, to me, like, that was deeply they're... offensive. I'm sorry to anybody. <laughs> Brian be just not contone any uh, <laughs> any ethnic no. stereotypes of any kind. No, that was a British accent. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: it's it's kind of what Harry Kane
0: sounds like. To be fair, yeah.
1: Um, no, I, I I think it's I think it's cool. Like they're not playing the Red Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, now if they're playing the Red Stars and you were racing Louisville gear, then yeah, we had a problem. I wouldn't do that. Um, I would say, especially in this scenario, you're trolling. Um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of situation. Um, and Racing yeah. Louisville
0: beats Gotham. It, it puts Gotham at a little bit of a disadvantage in the playoff race. So maybe I should cheer for racing just to help Chicago not have too much competition.
1: Also, the Racing Louisville gear is sharp. Yeah, like I'm, is. I'm a fan of that. I don't know what you want to call that purple Lavender. color. Lavender is a good that's probably the best word for it. Um, that lavender color of the skin that they've got. It's really unique, mm-hmm. really cool. I like it. No, I think you're safe to wear racing Louisville stuff. Now we're gonna you people are gonna be jumping into our mentions after they hear this and saying that we're insane.
0: Oh no, I, I want you to wear your race go-go, um, and that's fine. You can throw everything you want at me. Did Ozzy Osbourne just come on this? show? siren <laughs> Um real quick thing to talk about too before we um move into uh the crew stuff and we're gonna come back to nwsl in just a moment because we do have um another storyline we want to talk through some craziness towards the end of the show but um a question was asked we asked people you know what tell us what's going on talk about you know uh tell us what to put on the podcast somebody mentioned oh is scott parkinson is his hiring giving gotham the boost they need because they just had a pretty big win against the courage coming back for international break uh, asking if scott parkinson was the reason why they have that spark um i i completely agree that it was the chicago red stars that allowed the gotham fcs to win a match and it's all thanks to gotham any actual positivity for gotham from here on out all goes towards the red stars what can i say
1: fall. except you're
0: welcome <laughs> oh so yeah moana uh maui getting you going right there um before we move into the crew i have to there's a good segue whenever we do this podcast you know if you're listening we are not doing this for the listens i would tell you that much we are not doing it to gain popularity in the podcast sphere people don't even know what our podcast is about because it's just called Bryant and me. We used to at least have Bryant and me. It's a podcast, but we got rid of the it's a podcast when Graphics by Jess gave us the hashtag glow up. We had Robbie Rogers on the podcast a a few months ago for the first time. Talked about being a Scottish uh, soccer hooligan, all that good stuff, how he builds submarines with his bare hands. You know, the, the normal things that people do. The only time I li- look at the listens on the podcast is when I upload a new show and even then sometimes I don't look just because I I don't want to be depressed. Um the ep- the first episode Robbie uh Robbie came on, we had like 20 or 30 more listens than usual. And I was like, "Wow, this is pretty this is pretty cool, kind of odd." But then I was like, "Okay, maybe Robbie just has a following and blah blah blah." Sure. We are a crew podcast. And I don't know why I, forget, I don't know why I forgot this. I just found this out today, and I texted you and the bub, the the backup Brian, Elijah about this really funny kind of coincidence. That I think might have happened is that on the episode he came on, I said featuring you know special guest Robbie Rogers, and it completely was out of my mind that the last time the crew won the MLS Cup in the years of Lord Guillermo, not in 2020. <laughs> the crew had a starter named robbie rogers who was actually also to the first openly gay professional athlete in america wow and i just thought of it today i was like oh maybe that's people thought we had robbie rogers on the show we did not have that robbie rogers in the show which no offense to the robbie rogers we had on the show but no The one we have on the show is not the former professional soccer player, multi-MLS Cup winner across the Columbus crew in the galaxy. Not that, Robbie Rogers. Although, Robbie Rogers, if you're listening, not the one we've had on the show. If you want to be on the show, Robbie Rogers, reach out to us. Oh, no, I've gone (laughs) (laughs) cross-eyed. Um, but anyway, let's, t- let's talk about the crew. Columbus's win Saturday was pretty similar to the Red Stars. Crew had a strong performance against the playoff side. Um, Jossie Zardes had a first goal that was pretty, pretty cool, pretty amazing. And the second goal that was even uh, amazing even more amazing. In the 44th minute, Derek Etienne Jr. sent in a pass through the penalty area to Zardes went over, went between, I think, like two or three Montreal defenders, Zardes timed his run so perfectly. I don't know if you saw this, Brian, I know you said you weren't able to watch this, but so I don't know if you saw the highlight. He timed it so perfectly. It looked like he was a foot off sides. It was yeah. one of those plays where like the defenders backs were to Zardes. They weren't sure, like they were trying to line up. So he, so he would be off sides. Jossie timed it so perfectly. He had, Oh my gosh. Um, he had nobody on him. He volleyed this shot right into the back of the net now that sounds like a heck of a goal, right? But his second one made the first one look like total fiery heaping garbage. Uh, Le Montreal Le Impact, we're building out of the back. Oh, we oui, wee oui, ha, ha When <laughs> Darlington <and> Nagby. <laughs> we have we have offended so many people with that's our European people, <laughs> just people. <laughs> well, these are French Canadians. I mean, do they? Oh, that's true. Eh, well. Anyway they just uh, <laughs> those kids on French they're American <laughs> Dar- Darlington he intercepted a pass in the midfield he found Zardes all alone by the way folks I'm not drinking any alcohol whatsoever I've had coffee and water that is all I've drank tonight um, <laughs> Darlington intercepts his pass they're just trying to build out of the back so we're in Columbus's offensive you know half of the field Z- uh, Zardes gets passed to by nagby and zardis has like god 15 yards like no one's in front of him he's got all this space because they're sending the ball down the wing so you're down the sideline and zardis is just like oh look at all this space i have it looked like he he kind of hesitated like okay who am i gonna pass to but then he was just like fuck it <laughs> he's like I'm, I'm dribbling goes to the top of the box like maybe two yards outside the box launches the shot up to the top left hand corner the goalkeeper for montreal was like he just stood still he's like what, what am i what am i going to do how am i going to get that and he just like one of those goalkeeper things where the ball goes in and he just starts looking angry and yelling at people um what the hell guys <laughs> come on come on did you see that goal
1: i saw the second goal i did not see the first goal but the, second the second
0: goal oh my gosh what would you how would you describe that second goal just like uh, zardis man he
1: he just made that keeper look silly like it Mm. was hilarious like just made that keeper like keeper standing there and he's running and then just like launches and just the keeper like exactly like you said like the keeper is just like yep didn't even try
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
1: what, what am i gonna do with that
0: like, I'm not, not Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> what the hell do you think I'm gonna do? What do you think I'm gonna do? It's
1: here? it's a big deal, I think, for the team to have Zardis mm-hmm. um get back in some goals. Like let's you, I think, if the team is gonna make any, if the team's gonna well, first of all, make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Second of all, make any noise in the playoffs. I think Jossie Zardis is gonna have to at least be someone that they that teams have to account for. Mm-hmm. Um even if he's hopefully he's producing, but at the very least, if, if teams have to account for him and they can, mm-hmm. you know, leave, maybe leave some of the other guys open, like it's a big deal, I think, for Jossie to to get on the get on the board like that to kind of head it into the playoff push and or hopefully fingers crossed the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. And like you said, like it when Zardis is playing well, which he already commands some attention, but when Zardis is playing well it lets Lucas Delaran avoid a double team. It lets Pedro right. Santos avoid a double team. Um, God forbid. Maybe it lets Luis Diaz put a shot on goal. Jeez. Oh, Pete. God, shoots it into the crowd so many times. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, he, a, a good Jossie's artist, like no offense to Miguel Barry, He's had amazing goals at amazing moments and he's helped the team and he's done everything he's, ki- he could at the moments that he's had them. But Azard is playing like this. I don't know if I want anybody else. <laughs> I don't know if I want anybody else playing like this. I, I can't imagine. Like Miguel's young. He's not like... Jossie is a smart player. And if he's bagging goals like this, this is momentum. I wrote a story about this a little bit from interviews that the team had given and just for Massive Report where they're on a three-match unbeaten streak now. But they talk so much about momentum and we talk about momentum like oh we're, we're winning and this is good losing has a lot of momentum too Absolutely. where it's like it goes into training and everybody's in a bad mood and everyone's blah. well that red bulls win where they came from behind thanks miguel barry and the new england revolution match where Jossi scores another one and we we take a point from the top team in the league and then you beat Montreal, who was in fourth or fifth place. I think it was in fourth place in the playoff standings prior to the match. And you beat them at home two to one. Montreal got a 92nd minute goal, garbage time kind of goal. It, it didn't matter because the crew ended up still winning.
1: Montreal but, featuring Tottenham Hotspur legend, Victor Winyama.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, Victor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe that's why um, they choked at the end. Of the, uh, they choked. <laughs> <laughs> it, was very, it was very Spursy. <laughs> Um, but this momentum like P- Porter said prior to this win that they had the best week of training all season and it could be platitudes It could just be you know Trying to, you know, calm down the supporters because everyone, God forbid, it is a toxic place. Going to hashtag Crew ninety six. People mm. are all soccer experts. Anything that happened that's right, it's it's in spite of, <laughs> it's in spite of Caleb Porter or his tactic. It's in spite of this. Like everyone has a narrative to push. But coming from the team, they had their best week of training. The only week of training this year where they haven't had to fill academy players. They had a ten on ten players were motivated i think they're in a right headspace if if porter was such a horrible manager honestly would these players be pushing this hard would they be going this hard to to do this um but yeah i think they're in a good position it's still going to be kind of tough to make the playoffs but i think they can uh have a good run here uh at least make it somewhat interesting as we inch towards the the mls cup playoffs boom Boom. Um, speaking of Columbus Crew and competitions and trophies and things, the Crew face Liga MX champions Cruz Azul on Wednesday night. If you're listening to this past Wednesday night, the match has already happened. But the Campeones Cup, Champions Cup, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's Wednesday at lower.com. Field Bryant, do you care? I don't about the campy. Okay, you didn't let me finish the question. Yeah, you you don't care. Why why don't you care?
1: Because we're not gonna win it anyway.
0: Oh, don't do that. Atlanta <laughs> won it a couple of years back. <laughs> Atlanta won it with nagby Maybe nagby's the magic we need to to win it.
1: Honestly, like, and and I know I'm jumping ahead, reading the outline. I would rather they I'd rather them put the eggs in the playoff basket versus the Campionis Cup
0: basket. Oh, that's a perfect play. We're right there. Um so you would you don't think it's possible to focus on both to put your starters out there?
1: I, I mean you you might can. Um, but I I would prefer I'm not saying don't play some of the starters, but if you're putting your top team out there I, I don't know if I would do it but that's just me
0: okay well um, I can see that no that, that definitely makes sense what if I told you that the team we play on the weekend Philadelphia Union also play on Wednesday night knowing that they also play the same night would you think then okay I'm gonna shift a little bit differently maybe I can play some starters because Philadelphia is also going to be playing starters. They're in fourth place. They're only one point above the playoff line. <laughs> Honestly, from third place, third place is NYCFC with 39 points. Montreal is seventh place, the final playoff spot with 37 points. There are two points between third place and seventh. Knowing that Philadelphia plays Wednesday also, would you be more okay with more crew starters playing?
1: I would be more okay with it. Yes, I didn't realize Philadelphia played just how much research goes into this podcast oh, on a weekly you know, basis. I'm,
0: um, I'm more I'm am a research guy. I I know the ins and outs of everything we're talking about. Well,
1: you know, you also you also write about it, so you know you have that advantage. Um, I,
0: googled. I googled it. <laughs> I can just talk and I can talk and Google things at the same time. And that time it was just lucky enough that I didn't have to change my sentence halfway through. I
1: think that's a horse. (laughs) You know, if if Philly plays that same night, I'm a little more comfortable with going for it. Maybe Mm -hmm. Um, given that still, you know, if you could, if you tell me right now, crew, the crew can win this cup or the crew can make the playoffs, probably still going to take the playoffs. Okay. Um, I just, I care more about the playoffs than I do, uh, cups, I, I you know.
0: Okay. No, that's completely fair. No, that's completely fair. Um, I, that's a valid point that you bring up. And that's why we ask the question because we want to know how each other thinks and we don't talk to each other about these things prior to, uh, prior to these things. Before we go back to the NWSL, I want to keep in the MLS for just a moment, um, did you see the news today
1: I know you're not drinking'm I'm, I'm drinking a beer um I'll pour a little bit out for uh <laughs> for a good buddy Our good buddy
0: uh Japstam. stom he hasn't even been here long enough for me to n- know 100 percent how to correctly pronunciate it uh pronunciate pronun- pronou- pronou- how pronounce to it. say
1: how to say his name
0: pronunciate <laughs> I just said pronounce I made up my own word I swear again. Not drinking anything <laughs> at all. Um pronunciate. It was pronunciate, not pronunciate. God, Brian. I'm just I, gonna I go with how I'm just gonna go with how out. to say
1: his name. I don't even
0: know how to say his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, congratulations to Cincinnati. Um, they have their sixth manager now. I think it's in three years, they have six managers. Um, and the crew have had nine managers in 25 years, 26 years,
1: just the trademark of a stable and well-run club. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, our, our good buddies tenure um, didn't exactly get off to the best start in Cincinnati, Mm. seeing as how they Cincinnati uh, took that John Oliver bit that he does where he'll uh, start (laughs) talking about a country, put, put the country up on the screen and then uh
0: That's not that country. <laughs> and that's not Finland. <laughs> this is Finland. <laughs> and that's not Finland either. This is Finland. We did really good John Oliver impersonation. I didn't realize that. Was, that was pretty solid. That um, wasn't bad. That was a bad but Yopstam is uh Bah.
1: We hardly we hardly knew ye, and apparently neither did your club.
0: Um, um Not <laughs> News had a funny article, is that Cincinnati announces new manager will be let go in the 2022 <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I mean, honestly, who are they? Who's who
1: wants that job? I mean somebody's going to take it obviously cuz I mean it's Somebody paying. has hey. a
0: kid in the academy who wants to get him into the pros. <laughs> right. Like like Josh Wolf down in Austin or Greg Burhalter getting his son. Yeah, you need to get a coaching job just so your son can play in the MLS. So there's some dad out there who wants his son to play in the MLS and we'll gosh darn it Cincinnati will find him and then they'll lose to Louisville City in the preseason um, next year too. Or they probably won't even schedule them anymore after this year. They lose to them once a USL side, and then the second game, they're like, "Uh, we have to cancel."
1: <laughs> Ooh, there's a uh, uh, you know, there's, there's I think there's. Oh, I'm uh, washing inc- my
0: hair that night. Oh, god! <laughs> in- inc- inclement weather. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So yeah, that. Um, like you said, pour one out for Cincinnati's manager. Sorry to Mike Hudson. I know you're torn in both directions, um, but. Yeah, hopefully you're in a good spot right now and we're thinking about you. Tots and, tots and pears for you, Mike Hudson. Mm. Uh, but, uh, no, Elder Hudson. No, Ooh, t- yes. Thoughts and prayers for Elder Hudson. Okay. Speaking of needing prayers, uh, what's going on with the Washington spirit, Brian? Um
1: it's it's it ain't great. <laughs> <laughs> so Michelle Michelle Kang. Uh, sent out a letter today.
0: It's a and, banger. It's yeah. a banger. She is not mincing her words. No. I'm trying to find the letter because this is... No, it's okay. There, We don't have to read the whole thing. There, But there are highlights in there. There are things where she's just like... Um, yeah, she doesn't mess around with what she's talking about. Now, she is a part owner of the team. Steve right. Baldwin is the majority owner um and if you haven't we've talked about on previous episodes already yeah. um there's a movement now sell the team steve their t-shirts now um you're seeing people red Star supporters are wearing sell the team steve shirts it's um it's getting league wide support
1: one of the uh one of the clips i'm i'm looking at a, a article from the washington post earlier today um one of the things i mean this kind of spells it out right here she says it's time for the spirit to turn the page on this sad chapter in its history mm-hmm. and bring in new leadership to chart a new path. Kang wrote in the letter, which was sent to some investors and obtained by the post. Mm-hmm. That change must start at the top. I call on Steve Baldwin to put the club first and honor the commitment made to Commissioner Lisa Baird and me on October thir- or August thirteenth, rather. Ugh. So
0: it's uh, now they got rid of the Utah owner because he was a misogynist and because he was a racist piece of trash yeah. and the league pretty much was like, Hey, sell the team. You're not going to own the team anymore during the Washington spirit match against Kansas city, where they won um, over the weekend, which Washington is still in the playoff hunt, by the way, there's still a playoff team right now. The NWSL right. playoffs are wide open and this is a, I'm not trying to make this a shot, at you, Robbie Rogers, who does not play for the crew, um, who, are, who has not played for the crew. But Washington had to forfeit two matches, zero to three, and they're still above Gotham in the standings. Mm. I'm that, I am that I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's, that, that's kind of rough. They are in the final playoff spot. They have 26 points. Now, Gotham has a game in hand. But um, during that match where they won, sidebar about the competitiveness of the team right now they still have like i mean they have trinity rodman aubrey (laughs) Bletso, they have sanchez in midfield they're just they're a really good team they're a really good team but they said during the match that this week they're going to share the investigation that the nwsl did they're going to share the investigation to what happened me as a fan thinking okay if you got rid of the utah owner for this or if you forced a sale for this how is this situation better? How is it's this not, a better situation where it's like, okay, well, sure, you hired a coach who had allegations against him for abuse of players. You still hired him, and then there's all, and like you, and you ah, knew about it, like and you knew, and you ignored it. What, like how? How is something like this or the other stuff coming out of the Spirit Camp right now, and just the. Telling the supporters to put down their banners and to silence the people who pay for the product—how is this different? Like, it's still bad. Like, both of them are different things, but they're both bad. They're both things that you don't want. Your ownership in a time where this league is trying to kind of weed out—like you saw Richie Burke get fired, you saw Christy Holly get fired—you've seen all of these changes in the league this year. Yep. Some people think it's the league in a bad spot. I think it's the league cleansing itself hey we're we're getting big so we're cutting the fat we're trimming is, the, the no. garbage
1: this is a league i think that's growing
0: these are we get paid nothing uh, you can call yeah. us shills but i i'm,
1: I'm, I'm yeah no i'll I'm, i'll i'll not hesitate to call the league out if i think they're doing something wrong in this situation i think they need to i i don't know i don't know that they've done a great job of this so far i think they really mm-hmm. need to be pressing the issue here and Forcing, you know, I think Steve Baldwin should be forced out. Yeah. Um. Sounds like you know there was a discussion apparently, according to Michelle Kang, he told uh, her as well as uh, League Chairman Lisa Baird back in August that he would sell the team. Um. Now clearly that hasn't happened yet, or Michelle Kang wouldn't have written this letter today. Um. So yeah, I think it's it's really it's time for the league to step in. Mm-hmm. Um. You. You want to be a league. Um, again, you want to be up there with the big leagues in this in this country. This is the kind of stuff you, you can't have sticking no. around. Um, no. You can't alienate. It. Well, and look at the fan base. I mean, the fans were um, the Spirit Squadron. Is um, their you know, their supporters, one of their, their big supporters group there um, was at the game. Uh, Over the weekend, but did no chants, no songs, stayed completely silent. The only banners or signs that were held were in protest.
0: I think Um, they have like the no side hustles too. They're supporting the players or or supporting, getting rid of their owner. Yeah.
1: One of which I believe said, can you hear us now? Mm -hmm. Um, Which again, solidarity with, with those fans, like collective action. Clearly what you're doing is, is, is working. It's drawing attention keep what keep doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. um but yeah no i think it's time for the league to step in i think it's time for for them to say you know if 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 this needs to go to court whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. you have your um your responsibility is to the league you know you hear the nfl they talk about the shield a lot right like we have to protect the shield Mm -hmm. which is mostly bullshit but right And from that standpoint, like your responsibility is to lead to the other to the other clubs, to the rest, to the other owners. Um, Again, I'm I'm not going to you're not going to hear me very often stick up for ownership Mm -hmm. um, of the teams. But to, But to
0: to that point, Brian, like even if Lisa Baird looks at this strictly as a business transaction, even if they look at it as, okay, how is the league financially going to strengthen from this? It makes all the sense in the world to bring in somebody else yeah. <laughs> like, just for the stability of your product because the product's not stable. Right. You're not going to want to invest. How are you well, handling and, these situations?
1: What, you know, w- and thinking about this just purely from a growth standpoint in your local market, for me and you, what is one of our favorite things about going to a soccer match? It's, uh, it's, it's the atmosphere, right? Okay. It's
0: that was it's, the second thing i was that it was either between that and tailgating those are the two things I well
1: was... but tailgating contributes to that i think like it's it's ult- ultimately it's, it's the camaraderie it's the atmosphere it's uh-huh. getting together with your uh with your friends and singing and chanting and you know holding those you know the signs and the banners uh-huh. and uh-huh. it's going there and, and enjoying that well if your fans are in you know protest like they're uh-huh. not singing and chanting and contributing to the atmosphere of the you know of the stadium and more power to them for not doing that i mean that's the only power that they have is with is, is withholding that and their finance and their money i'm sure that most of them are season ticket holders so they can't um you know withhold financially mm-hmm. right now um that's what they can withhold that's the power that they have so um it's it hurts your atmosphere at your games you you know you bring in a a new person coming to a game and well, there's no singing, chanting. There's really no atmosphere in the stadium. This is kind of boring. Why am I coming back? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to think about it, even from that standpoint, like you want to grow in your local market, like yeah. make your fan base happy. And, and, you know, so they can bring back that atmosphere. I know John has gone to, you know, our good buddy John Corleone um, has gone to a number of games there. And his and has talked about how good the atmosphere is there and how much fun it is to go to those games. Yeah. That's you know that's what that ownership group is you know in the league is losing right now.
0: And you have like so many marketable players. You have so like like Trinity Robbins, the future of the league, <clears throat> and you could be you know filling up like the, oh, the size absolutely. of the stadium that they're playing the Segra Field like they could fill it up if you could market her alone with just how she's 19 and she's a baller. She is just crazy out there. And you right now, all of that's gone to the wayside. Nobody's really like the fact that they're in the playoff picture and they're, they have been playing pretty well too. That fact is just like pushed to the side, all of the competition, all of the thing that, like you said, the atmosphere, bringing people into the stadium, no one's talking about it right now. They're only talking about this owner who has done, some sheisty stuff and there aren't i don't i haven't seen any supporters coming in support of steve baldwin you haven't heard the argument of oh just a richie burke was a bad egg no someone doesn't know how to buy produce and when they they buy spoiled food and they're okay with it um and it makes everybody around them sick you've lost rose lavelle uh to teams you've lost andy sullivan wanted to move uh not andy sullivan excuse me um gosh uh Anyway, name name forgot me, but you've seen a, a change of their rotate of their roster often over the last few years because players don't want to stay there. Oh, Mal Pugh, that's what I was thinking Mal Pugh yeah. left a couple seasons back because of um, things similar to this that we're talking about with Richie Burke and how he was coaching and the abuse that he put players through. If you know that's happening, no, you just hey hey ho ho, Steve Baldwin's got to go.
1: Well, you even go back going back to the letter that kang wrote another thing that stood out to me kang said in the letter so that i'm reading again from the washington post article kang said in the letter that she was told by employees and players that a quote climate of fear and intimidation persisted mm. with the team an archaic and hierarchical command and control mindset built on bullying and cronyism left no room for the values of diversity equity and inclusion
0: and also they're getting paid at minimum $22,000 a year. Right. Again, so you're, they're- you're only there because you love the sport and you want to be a professional athlete and you want to play the sport and you're in that environment. No, that's just, yeah. If they, if they come out this week and they don't say that a sale is imminent or if they say that they close the investigation and no further action or something like that, <clears throat> I, um, I will not be too happy as a supporter of the league. Yeah. As somebody who invests money into the league. I mean, driving three hours to go to an NWSL match, buying tickets, buying merchandise. Sure. Like if that's what's gonna happen, then shoot. That's makes some financial decisions easier to make. And on
1: a on a somewhat related note, listen, this is this is to Trinity Rodman who clearly is a um Big big fan of the show. Oh, um, oh if you sure, yeah. if you want to get out of such a bad situation, there, your family has a lot of history in the city of Chicago. Oh, um, we would, <laughs> if you really want to push for a move, we would love to have you as a Chicago Red Star.
0: If we had um, Kilia Watt and Mallory Pugh and Trinity Rodman up front,
1: <laughs> good luck with that. Could um, they just
0: forego the season and give them the nwsl championship i feel like that would be fair well um things aren't great in washington hopefully this week by the end of the week or by the time you listen to this podcast things are changing i think if you get an announcement later at night if you get a nine or ten o'clock announcement at night it means nothing is happening and it's bad right bad news only comes out at night (laughs) um so yeah unless a, a good news leaks or something if the washington post who has been on top of this the writers for the washington post have been amazing uh, throughout all of this who's the author of that article too what's her name because like, i know there's one author or writer who's been really um at the forefront of all the reporting this on- is
1: uh, molly hensley clancy
0: yeah, all, She. I think she's the one who's been reporting all this stuff, and she's been yeah. breaking a lot of different news. Um, yeah. Uh, to kudos to the journalism putting forth here. Absolutely. Um, helping bring all this to the forefront, so people can really know what's happening and can make better decisions to pressure those people in power.
1: Boom! Absolutely. Boom. Injustice, injustice uh, lives in darkness. That's completely the wrong way that phrase is where there's a saying but i can't think of what it is right now but you know Mm. where i was going with that
0: yeah i think i do um i know where i'm going with this we ask some folks online to help us fix your life because we're a Mm. lifestyle brand we're not just a not just a podcast
1: here's what i will say this is becoming like my favorite part of the show
0: <laughs> i've kind of i liked it too we don't we haven't had segment when we started this podcast we we're like oh let's have segments that people can you know expect are coming and this one just kind of came organically I was like let's just slow news week what's going on in your lives talk to us about non-soccer things so we have some soccer some non-soccer things that we're going to cover with you on this next edition of um brian me lifestyle brand um <clears throat> First question from Mike Hudson, former guest, current slut, wants to know our favorite sweatpants. Now, before we answer, I do have to say, any pair of pants I wear, I'm probably sweating in them. Um, get that nastiness out of the way, Brian, What are your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite pair of sweatpants? I'm not a sweatpants guy. Um, Basketball shorts, right?
1: Yeah, I, I run hot. Mm, I'm I'm here. always I, I run like. I'm sitting here. We're talking. I'm just sitting here sweating right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, I uh, I can't do the sweatpants,
0: homage um, sweatpants. If it's if it's cold enough, I will wear. I have one pair of homage sweatpants, the only pair of sweatpants I own, and they're very comfy.
1: I'll, I'll occasionally rock. I've got like a pair of um, like pajama, like flannel pajama pants. Okay that I'll throw on every once in a while when it's you know when it's cold out. Gotcha. Um
0: does it have the flap? Oh it's not the whole suit, it's just the pants. So you don't need no, the flap no it, it was
1: it was a family Christmas thing probably. Did you five, all take
0: a picture in them? We we did.
1: Oh Brian, you don't <laughs> you it was don't. listen, it was my like seven year old nephew's idea or whatever oh, for man. Christmas a couple years ago. Yes, yes, the, the, the keeper, Allison Becker. The young um, Allison Becker, yeah. He, he wanted us all to have matching pajamas for Christmas, and so we did, and we all took pictures, and it was, it was very cute. Um, and I still have the pants, and occasionally we'll bust them out. Um, I believe they are flannel with uh, reindeers on them.
0: No, they aren't. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. You're not going to have a reason to wear them in Charlotte, unfortunately.
1: No, probably not. And that's what um, you're
0: hoping for when you move there.
1: That's that is correct. Yeah. Um, the the Alyssa the way Alyssa runs the heat here, yeah, I I'll never be wearing
0: them. Trying to sweat you out. Um, all right, another former guest and currently under restraining order by Rose Lavelle, John Corleone wants to know your top five Charlotte breweries, Mister Caves. I'm going to say my favorite one. I went to a few of them because you took me to I think seven the night that i was there i think sycamore was my favorite they had they had some pretty solid beers it seems like the it's very land granty we have we have definitely made that
1: comparison um here for anybody listening that you know has been to both columbus and charlotte yeah we've elissa and i have made that that sycamore is kind of the land grant um of charlotte they're one of the bigger breweries you can usually find their stuff everywhere and yeah they're they make some damn fine beers Mm -hmm. um I would also throw out, uh, there's a brewery we went to um, on Saturday, uh, Lower Left Brewing. Um, It's not one that you and I attended. It's a smaller, more out-of-the-way brewery. Um, I'm a big fan of their beers. Um, We tried a new brewery yesterday uh, called Blue Blaze um, Brewing, Uh, not to be confused with the Owen Hart character, the Blue Blazer. Um, But Blue (laughs) Blaze Brewing. Blue blaze um, brewing blue blaze brewing yeah i know it is kind of hard to say um let's see what else do i like here um another one i took you to that we're really fond of a uh, protagonist yeah. uh, brewing that's where we had the giant uh the giant pizza 28 inch uh, pizza that was some um real yeah big. throw them them out there they're real close to my house as well um and also throw out there uh sugar creek brewing uh, really nice brewery. It's another one you and I, we went to uh, where we saw the uh, Alex awobi <laughs> <laughs> arsenal kit.
0: And the woman um, in the parking lot had a death wish and she almost like ran right into it. She flew out of that parking lot. It was a very yeah. tight parking lot.
1: Yeah, they got a real tight lot. There's a really cool bartender in there. He's actually a uh, Cleveland guy. Um, we've talked about Cleveland and Ohio sports a few times. Good guy um so yeah i would say those are those are up
0: there okay that that was um brian cave's official list of his top five favorite breweries i don't know if you said five i think you might have i think i've gone to i've gone to three of them i haven't gone to lower left Mm, that's all right come back and visit and i'll take you hey well you know maybe i'll do that again that was fun um all right at soccer noob usa who has a podcast pretty cool uh concept to the podcast if you haven't listened it's a it's a, a dad and a daughter the daughter's like nine years old and she'll talk soccer and stuff for segments of the show it's pretty cool um so it's kind of the same maturity level of us except for if two nine-year-olds were on the show <laughs> is what brian and me is um They asked a more soccer-related question, which is fine. Wants to know if CONCACAF is giving Canada too many CONCACAF Champions League spots and screwing over the Caribbean. Now, I will say my part, which I wrote down so I remember it, um, we're probably not the best people to ask this question to because the only time I care about this competition is when the crew are in it. And even then... um, I can only hear so difficult. much. <laughs> it gets difficult. Um, what I would like, though, I would love CONCACAF to do a, uh, a women's version of the Champions League, the CONCACAF oh. Champions League, so uh, the NWSL side can win as frequently as Liga MX does on the men's side. So, my answer to your question is not an answer to your question whatsoever. And I want a women's version of the CONCACAF Champions League.
1: Um, I really don't have a good answer to this instead. So instead, I'll just uh, sing the Canadian National Anthem. Okay, oh, Canada, our home and native land. True patriot love in all our son's command. With glowing hearts we see thee rise, the true north strong and free. With glowing hearts, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee, God keep our land,
0: glorious and free. free. O
1: Canada, Canada,
0: we stand stand on guard for
1: for thee. O Canada, Canada, we stand on guard. guard. For the...
0: I feel like that answers your question right that, there. That national anthem slaps. Oh, yeah. Next one. Final one of the night. This is from Coach Finn. Ooh. Coach Finn. Should we start a Brentford Crew Supporters Club here in Columbus? Brentford. And this isn't the last one. I forgot. There's two other ones. I didn't put on the outline. We got a lot more to go through. Let's this, go. This this is catching on like wildfire, but um, Brentford bees. Should we have a supporters group in here in Columbus? Absolutely. Th- no, you moved to Charlotte. That's why you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you need to reach out to the Hive, um, the Hive supporters group for the crew, because I think they would be the best people to go for it. Um, I can't. I can't stray from the Liverpool Liverpool. I can't stray.
1: Oh, yeah no sorry I wasn't thinking you would be involved. I was just wondering if, oh no there should if, oh yeah if, not if, for if me. we thought if we thought he should create water or okay. something I'm like yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> go for it at nation Blackjack. I think uh, the best thing you can do when you want something is to do it yourself.
1: I think uh, the city of Columbus will be absolutely buzzing with excitement.
0: Oh the nectar of your work will really be um, will really be fruitful. Oh
1: honey stop. <laughs>
0: oh i'm sorry we're taking the sting out of this episode i know um (laughs) our pal derek helling what's the best breakfast cereal ever and why is it cinnamon frosted flakes which i think is i think he's trolling you can't think that cinnamon frosted flakes are the best cereal ever
1: cinnamon frosted flakes
0: how obscure is that? It's like saying that- oops all berries is my favorite. <laughs> is, that re- is that real? I've never even heard of cinnamon frosted flakes. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. Maybe you have to buy it with the malort Maybe they're next to each <laughs> other at the store. Um, but no, that's not the best, Derek. That's not the best, and you know Ooh. it. Brian, what's your best breakfast cereal ever?
1: Oh man, that's brutal. I have two
0: different ones. I'm gonna do um the one that's not completely all sugar, I'm going to say Honey Nut Cheerios is my basic that's, favorite breakfast that's, cereal. That's, that's a solid choice. Like, I could eat that as a kid. I still eat it as an adult, and it's good. It's got the sweetness in it. Everything's good there. My, my chocolatey best cereal, like the sugary, Count Chocula. How can you wow. not? like Count Chocula is the best breakfast cereal if you don't care about your health whatsoever.
1: Um I would have to say cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon that's toast crunch. Of this
0: ballpark is cinnamon frosted flakes.
1: I yeah. Um or fruity pebbles. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in fruity pebbles.
0: Maybe that's the thing. I just don't like I would go cocoa pebbles there because I'm more of a chocolate like and, and when it comes to candy to Skittles. I just don't like Skittles or like the fruity flavor because it just makes me thirsty. It just makes my like it like feels like my teeth are falling out.
1: See, I'm, I'm well documented that I actually like the fruity flavored candy better than chocolate. Oh, Judas, um, I know. I mean, I'll eat the hell out of some chocolate. Don't get me. Alyssa, right. brown. Alyssa like made if brown. Like there were only Skittles in the house, I'm
0: eating them. But I'm just uh, saying.
1: I mean, Alyssa made brownies before we for the podcast. Um, okay,
0: for all this stuff, Alyssa's baking. You don't, you don't, you don't mail me shit. I don't, I don't get any of this. I just have to look at her face, not Facebook. Oh my god, her Instagram post, which is you know, two half dozens or. You know, I, I was gonna, like, gonna say they're owned by <laughs> Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's the making thing. money either way. God, that robot. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, Derek, you're so wrong, and it's not even funny. Uh, let's talk to Matt Morris. Matt Morris is our last uh, additional uh, topic to the show. Uh, If aviator rugby goes to the U S major league rugby can, and then he actually has an emoji of a can, which I think might've been on accident. Can expect to see you at a match or two Bryant, probably not unless he's on his way to Michigan wink, wink. Um, So maybe, but i'll give it a shot i i i I will watch sports um the second question this is a very pressing one um he's heard that jimmy has cracked corn what's your opinion on on this on this um
1: you know if i had to come up with something you know i just i really i'm struggling to care
0: yeah i i don't care yeah i've heard jimmy crack corn i i i just i can't care i don't care
1: Um I could I could care less.
0: <clears throat> oh, I could. No, that's the one that I in my mind. This is gonna be a big rabbit trail, rabbit hole. Like I could care less. Or I couldn't care less. It's I couldn't care less, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's that's why I said it
1: that way, just to be annoying. Okay. Um, that's a pet peeve <laughs> of mine. Like when people say I could care less. It's like so. What you're saying is that you have the ability to care less than you currently care.
0: Yeah. What's the other one? What are What are a few more like that, where people? It's a commonly said wrong. Um. Let's see. Huh. Yeah, We're I mean, really struggle busting. I don't ex- think we have to force it
1: when people say like, especially.
0: Especially, yeah, uh, especially.
1: or or you know, as a coffee drinker, when people say
0: espresso, <laughs> that one doesn't bother me. After I don't think I've heard, exp- no, I don't think I ever hear it espresso. It's even hard to say espresso. Um, Usually, all of these are easier to say. Uh, uh, irregardless. Ooh, yeah. Irregardless, is me known. It doesn't I mean, bother
1: you. No, I'm a southerner too, so I'll use a lot of mm. like ain't. Mm. Okay.
0: Word? I ain't gonna use it. Okay. Well, um with all that said, Jimmy Crackcorn, we don't care. I don't give a fuck. Brian, I don't think we have anything else. Oh, also, I need to um, let you folks know if you didn't watch any of the WNBA playoffs over the last couple days. Playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? You're really you're really missing out. Um the semifinals are tipping off so i almost said kicking off tipping off tomorrow you can't kick the basketball um it's, it's there pretty, there are rules against
1: that
0: yeah yeah the bull whistle uh it's on espn 2 best of 5 it's i when i grew up i was heavily in basketball like it was my thing like i loved like at the time kevin garnett when he was a, like a rookie on the timberwolves uh, that was the time when i was watching a ton of basketball like right after right around the time jordan was at his you know final retirement was sure. when i was really like oh man this is the sport for me and i loved it so much and i it, it just kind of abandoned it over the years and this season getting into the w has been um kind of bringing all that excitement back so if you are into playoff sports it's uh it's kind of like a soccer game too it takes 2 hours you'll be done in 2 hours 10 minute quarters uh, it's it's a it's a good watch. You're gonna see some uh, big names like back when we were in like high school. Brittany Griner from Baylor. Oh yeah, Baylor. Yeah, she, yeah, She's in the league and she's a menace. She's like a cheat code. She gets double teamed every time she has the ball, like because she's six nine and she just towers over everybody like Diana Taurasi is out there playing. And there's some new players that I know she's played for. I was I was going to say Diana Taurasi is still, what is Lisa Leslie suiting up too? <laughs> no, like, she is not. No. Cheryl, Cheryl you know, swoops. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are both playing. They've been in the league oh for God. like 18 and 17 I, years. I respectively. Like Diana
1: Taurasi has been playing since I was like a little kid.
0: Yeah. um Actually has over half your life ago. She was playing, but. And there's also so many new players that like if you're into like thinking back when you got into the Premier League and you found a team and you just learned you want to learn everything about it. That's kind of been the experience this year and the playoffs have been really fun. I even wrote a little bit about the WNBA this year just because I when I care about something. I'll write about it. I'll do yeah. stories about it and stuff. So, I, I if you're if you haven't watched any of the playoffs or anything like that, you still have plenty of time because they're in the semifinals now, before the WNBA finals. So, I have to throw that plug out there because I'll call be myself really out.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll get out there and check it out. I haven't watched. I've watched a little bit
0: mm-hmm. during
1: the regular season, but yeah, I'll, I need to get myself out there and.
0: Mm-hmm watch some games yeah you should um but no that that was it nobody else had anything that was my little additional bonus that i added um yeah Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, bring us home
1: we we appreciate you guys uh interacting with us we appreciate you sending us the uh the things that you'd like us to talk about your little life uh, life situations or, or questions about us we'll uh we'll keep that segment going because i think we're really having a lot of fun with it and mm-hmm. enjoying uh Getting to interact with you guys more, um, you can send those uh, those questions to us on the social medias when we ask for them. We're on Twitter at Bryant and Me. Uh, Thomas is also on Twitter at one Thomas Costello. Um, I don't have a Twitter. I do post from time to time on the Bryant and Me account, so you never know exactly mm-hmm. which one of us you're interacting with. You'll never know. Um, you can usually tell, uh, but we won't tell you but we won't tell you how you can, but we won't tell you how you can tell. So yeah, get, get us there. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're also at Bryant and me. Um, I am at pickle chip. Replace the eyes of ones. Thomas is at one Thomas Costello also on Instagram. So, you know, follow us on there. We always enjoy it. Um, make sure that you all wish my uh, lovely wife a happy birthday this week. Her birthday is on Wednesday. She's so, a
0: saint she
1: puts up with me In on a so daily many basis different
0: ways she yeah. heard you record 70 plus episodes of brian and me um oh i think and, she might have earplugs i think that's what my wife does yeah that's, my that's voice definitely, carries. What,
1: definitely what Alyssa does too um has listened, is good people good people has listened to a grand total of zero of them um <laughs> but i wouldn't you know she has to listen to me talk enough i, I wouldn't want her to
0: i think to amy listened to. to one i think she listened to the Kealia Watt and Danny Colaprico episode I think she didn't listen to that one because I told her there was a lot of non-soccer questions so I think that's what drew her in so
1: yeah cool so please tell your friends your family uh, co-workers neighbors random people that you meet on the street enemies anybody about the pod it's always appreciated please uh, leave us a five star review wherever you listen to the pod Um, we always appreciate that Leave the five star review. You can say whatever the hell you want in the Mm -hmm. comment with the review. If it's funny, we'll read it and we'll credit you with it if your name's attached to it. But make Mm -hmm. sure it's five stars. Yeah. Um, One thing I wanted to mention real quick. um, I did see that uh, shout out to Columbus Spurs and Columbus Cop. Yeah. um, For the uh, the the cool competition that they did. Uh, They I believe over nine nine hundred dollars over
0: eight hundred. Yeah, over eight hundred between eight hundred nine hundred for.
1: Chris community
0: uh, connectors
1: school supplies. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, for Chris community connectors, that's going to help a lot of kids, um, you know, this coming school year. So that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to them just seeing, especially what's going on um, in the news right now. If you've paid any attention to what's going on, you've seen just some absolutely horrible things that have, that have been done and said, Um, about you know new americans about refugees about immigrants in this country right now Um, there are going to be a lot of new immigrants coming over right now if you see something happening to one to someone in public please please step in please say something please do something about it Mm -hmm. Um, please (laughs) just you know treat every obviously treat everyone with respect please do what you can um, you know to help support organizations like chris um, that are doing really good work um, with, uh, you know, again, immigrants, refugees um, in your local communities. It's absolutely um, important if you're, if you're out and about, if you're protesting, if you're out, um, you know, making your voice heard. Please be safe. Please mm-hmm. look out for one another. Please have each other's back. Otherwise, please take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends and family. Take care of your mental health. We love you guys. Cheers. Have a great week.
0: Adios.